Hello, this is Heather Jeba, one of the deacons for the Regens Congregational Church. This podcast includes portions of our service from June 5th, 2022. The scripture lesson for later in the service is from Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 21. Good morning. This is the day that God has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to Virgin's Congregational Church, an open and affirming congregation of the United Church of Christ. My name is Elliot Munn. I'm the pastor here, and I'm so glad that you are worshiping with us this morning. I see a lot of folks who are here at the memorial service yesterday. And kudos for you for coming back for the double header, right? <laughs> Thank you. It is good to be together on this Pentecost Sunday, and I'm loving the red that I see in the congregation. And if you don't have it on you, you can always pick up your hymnal. You got some right here. When Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, there came the rush of a mighty wind. Tongues of fire rested on each of them. And they were filled by the Holy Spirit. All right, I want to change this, all right, just a little bit. Rather than they were filled with the Holy Spirit, we were filled with the Holy Spirit. Is that what's in your bulletin? No, great, even better. We're going to deviate from the script. And we were filled by the Holy Spirit. One more time, all right? When Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, there came the rush of a mighty wind. Tongues of fire. (laughs) rested on each of them, and we were filled with the Holy Spirit. All right, let's stand up and sing. Please join me in prayer. Stirring wind, come howl through this place. Topple the complacency that entraps us. Inspire your compassion that liberates. Fiery advocate, come set our hearts ablaze. Burn down the walls that divide us. Ignite our desire for justice and joy. 
as you did on Pentecost Day, ages ago. Come, Holy Spirit. Good morning. Good morning. Reading today is from Acts, chapter 1, verses 1 to 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues, as of fire, appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, 
Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and the visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God. For you are our rock and our redeemer. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Amen. Have you ever been to a water park when it was, like, very crowded? Right? If you want to experience one of like the fun big slides, you have to wait for a long time. Once you commit, right, you repeat the pattern of taking a few steps and then waiting in this seemingly interminable test of your stamina, right? When you finally reach the promised land, you take a seat on your inflatable that you've carried since the very beginning of this journey. Then a rush of water and a gentle nudge from the attendant sends you flying down a gigantic plastic tube, right? Twisting left, right, nearly upside down as gravity pulls you ever faster when you seemingly cannot be hopped up on any more adrenaline, you slow down as you skim across the top of the pool. Then what do you do? You run to the next ride, right? Eager to hurry up and wait all over again. 
See, waiting is exactly what the disciples were doing when the day of Pentecost arrived at the beginning of Acts. Yes, now we are at the beginning, right? The disciples spend time with Jesus and ask him, Lord, is this the time you will restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus then reminds them that God works on God's schedule and not theirs. When the time is right, the Holy Spirit will come and embolden them to be witnesses to this kingdom, its arrival on earth, and go all over. Then Jesus ascends into heaven, and they pray with some faithful women in the upper room. So what do they do? They hurry up and wait. When they are all together in one place, praying, waiting, then the Holy Spirit sends them on a ride like they have never experienced before. It is an unambiguous display of God at work. Wind, fire, the gospel in new languages. The crowd can hardly believe their eyes. Weren't these guys illiterate Galileans? Probably, right? Were they drunk? Nope. People from all around the world are there, and they are all amazed. It was a spirit-filled event with all the emotional rush, right? of a multi-story water slide. The evidence of God's work is the concrete experience of the Holy Spirit bringing Christ's resurrection power to all. This is what Peter's sermon's all about. The power at work in the disciples is available to all. To those who are uncertain if this gift is for them, he advises repentance and baptism. Again, another physical sign of the Spirit at work. This is the origin story of the stories we've been hearing about for, I guess, over a month now from the gospel, or from the book of Acts. And that's all about the gospel spreading. This is how the story starts. All that preaching, all that baptizing, all that community building started with a group of people hurrying up and waiting in prayer. Now, one biblical scholar referred to such prayer as the bold, even arrogant effort on the part of the community to hold God to God's promises. In case you didn't get it, I'll say it again. Prayer is the bold, even arrogant effort on the part of the community to hold God to God's promises. What I love about this definition of prayer is that prayer becomes a practice that invites us into deeper faith. In fact, it allows prayer to become more than just contemplative conversation with God. Such an orientation allows anything to become prayer, right? The deep breaths of gratitude you take in the morning before grabbing your phone or the coffee pot can be prayer if they remind you that you don't have to be productive to be loved, right? The extra dollars that you give away can be prayer as you grow in trust that God will give you your daily bread. The nap you take on a busy afternoon can be prayer too if it helps you appreciate how God even took intentional rest after creating the cosmos, right? 
But even more importantly than these things, the definition of prayer that I gave reinforces the importance of holding God to God's promises as a gift, not just to individuals, but to the entire community. Too often we show up to church with our expectations of God far too low. We want to see a few friends, hear some good music, and laugh a little over a cup of mediocre coffee. Does that sound about right? Yeah, they're not bad things, but those are too low, right? What if we thought of our worship and time together as gatherings in the upper room? What if we expected an explosion of the Holy Spirit that would overflow out into the street and have all the neighbors talking about, what are they drinking on South Water Street? That would get people talking, right? The story of Pentecost blows away our meager expectations of what church can be too. Now, I don't expect anyone to be rolling around on the floor speaking in tongues in here. That's not what I mean when I'm, that's not what I'm praying for. But I dream of us becoming a place where we hurry up and wait to see the new ways God wants to work through us. The word would get out that we are people leaning ever more on the promises of God and even deeper into our faith. With such spirit abounding, our children would preach, our young adults would see visions, and our elders would dream dreams, right? We would not necessarily do more, but we would certainly do it with more purpose. The joy would be so palpable in our clarified vision that people would want to know, yeah, what is happening in this place? Entering through these doors would be akin to a descent down the thrilling waterslide as we open ourselves to the reality that God's promises are true. When we call this place a place of prayer, that should be our expectation. There's no time to waste. Hurry up, wait, and expect God to deliver in our lives. God is ready to give us the nudge into something more exciting and more faithful than we could ever imagine. Amen.
let's continue in the spirit of prayer. Holy God, fiery flame and breath of life, we give you thanks for this day of birth and renewal. Although we celebrate the momentousness of Pentecost, truly each day the Spirit arrives, sometimes in simple ways that are small, and other times in the rush of mighty wind that takes us by surprise. God, we give thanks for this church, for the people who have built it up over the generations, for our time-honored traditions, and for the new ways you call us into being together. Give thanks for memorial services and seeing old friends. Give thanks for new life and babies. And God, through all these thanksgivings, we also come to you for help. We ask for healing for the sick. And we also ask healing for the divisions in our country. We ask for justice for all LGBTQ siblings who face relentless attacks on their personhood, for people who have to choose between food, medication, and gasoline, for victims of gun violence and other violence that never makes it into the news. We ask for wisdom for our leaders in positions of power, for ourselves in protecting the earth and all its creatures. We ask for grace, for our own actions, and for those of others we don't understand. We ask for the Spirit. Come and make us one. Help us find beauty and strength in our differences. Draw us closer to the loving kindness of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, our Creator, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Go forth from this place to expect big things from God. And hurry up and wait for God's promises to arrive. And may you feel the loving spirit of God wrap you as tight as a hug. And may that same spirit move you like a rushing wind. Amen.